What's up, Dunwoody? Episode 71 is with Jimmy and Leah Economos from EEP Events. EEP is kind of a one-stop shop for event planning. They specialize in event management for corporate, social, uh, wedding events. I met Jimmy this year's Dunwoody Homeowners Association Awards Ceremony, where he was awarded Dunwoody Business of the Year. EEP puts on Light Up Dunwoody, Lemonade Days, Fourth of July Parade, and pretty much anything else going on in Dunwoody. So we're really excited to sit down with them and very much looking forward to collaborating with them in the future. I'm Matt Weber. I'm a realtor selling homes in the Dunwoody area. Got into the game a few years back and I knew very little about my city. So I started up a few Facebook groups and pages and started posting about what I knew about my city. If you're a Facebook user, make sure you search Dunwoody Area Restaurant Review Group, the Dunwoody Area Community Forum, and the Dunwoody Area Networking Group. We've also got a few Facebook pages. We're on uh, IG, YouTube, website is whatsupdunwoody.com. You can find all of this information there or just use the Google. As these groups grew in size, they were bringing more and more Dunwoody news to me. So me and my brother-in-law started up a podcast, and here we are. This was the best way that I could think of to reach more people like me. Half of uh, podcast listeners are 25 to 44 years old, more affluent, more you know, higher incomes. They are more active on social media and tech savvy using Netflix, Amazon, smart speakers. These are people like me. These are the people that I jive with and the people that I want to work with. These are the uh, type of clients that could recognize a highly digital marketing plan and realize that that's the best thing to get their home sold quick. From a creative outlet, podcasting was perfect for me. There's no trolls hating on my work. There's no negativity that you see all over the rest of social media. I can sound like an extrovert while sitting in my basement by myself. Um, it's just you and me. You're driving your car, walking the dog. It's just me and you hanging out. Um, you don't like me and Justin, you don't have to listen. That's the way podcasting works. Um, we're not shoving it down your throat. If you want to, just turn it off. Justin Dyke is my co-host. He never listens to podcasts, probably not even hours most of the time. Justin is social director at Georgetown Rec Club. He is creator of Rock the Woody and founder of PoolDues.com. PoolDues.com is an all-in-one system to organize your neighborhood swim and tennis club. Everything is in one place, easy to use, including clubhouse, uh, tennis reservations, online payments, and a nice little fundraising setup. We now have an actual sponsor helping us pay the bills and put out more shows. Brett from Village Orthodontics has been a listener from the very beginning. He's a good guy running an amazing practice in the village. You'll hear his name a lot because he's our buddy, but this right here, this is a plug for Village Orthodontics. If you're one of his patients, make sure you mention the podcast. Here is part one with our interview with Jimmy and Leah. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. All right, so we're here with Jimmy and Leah. <laughs> Shut up. All right, let's start from the beginning. So we're here with Jimmy and Leah from EEP Events. Yes, that thanks right. for having us. Uh, you guys are so event-based, there's actually two events in that business name, right? The, one of those E's is for events, and the other one is for... Economos. Oh, that's right. Correct. What, yes. is, what is Economos? My last name. Oh, okay. Our Sorry, last name. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. Check. Yeah. All right. So you guys are in charge of uh, setting up Lemonade Days, the 4th of July parade. Yes. Light up Dunwoody. So yes. the kind of trifecta of big... Really big Dunwoody-centric events. Yes, Everyone's for many years. events. Yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, so uh, what, what's, let's make you pick favorites here. What's your favorite one? Oh. 
Ooh. Depends on the season. If it's April, it's Lemonade Days. It's, if it's December, it's Light of Dunwoody. <laughs> You're going to have to reorganize all of Lemonade Days next year, aren't you? Why? What's going on? Because they're tearing it all out. <laughs> <laughs> With that new amphitheater that's yeah. coming in. And that day, we'll get in there and do it again. I think that amphitheater. You might get a lot will... of business out of that amphitheater. I hope so. I hope it. so. Yeah. We're talking to the city. We would love to get some of those bids on Maybe some of that get going some in. Of our business. Uh, I keep joking around on the podcast about getting a Star Wars movie put in there sometimes so we need as a to, viewing well yeah yeah they need to have a, a some sort of film screen up there I agree. because why not right yeah. um and we actually did a movie for um for the donny preservation trust at the donaldson banner plantation this uh summer that was the, that was the same night as uh the rock the woody event which i organized so that was convenient because a lot of parents sent their kids over to that they partied over at Georgetown Pool. Came back and got them. Yeah. 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 And what was cool the movie that. again? It was... Incredibles. Yes. Yes. Perfect. And they've pitched to the city of Dominey to do it a few more times this summer, too. So hopefully that'll go through. Yeah. 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 Good. We bring out a big screen and they filled the they filled the area. So it was very cool. It was a neat event. And you ran the sound and everything like that? The video and the sound, yeah. Cool. Cool. How big was the screen? The screen was a 9 by 12, I believe. Oh, okay. 9 by 12. All right, so business of the year. I was at the uh, Dunwoody Homers Association meeting where you got business of the year. Caught That's me off pretty guard. cool. Yeah, yeah you were in your guard. tennis shoes. I was. I was the one recording it. I was like, ooh, <laughs> I felt sorry for him. I felt bad too. I thought that they were just going to bring me over there to talk about uh, the parade because that's what we that's what was on the, the agenda. So I thought I'd come and chat about that. And uh, when she started talking about contractors that have done a lot for Dunwoody and started looking towards me, I went, oh my God, <laughs> they're going to call me up in front of all these people. Well, did you like, I'm, I'm sort of new to the whole Dunwoody Homers Association yeah. thing. Did you like how I just walked in and sat down at y'all's meeting and everybody kind of like looked back like, is this dude going to like Yeah, and recorded us. Like, yeah, is he going to, like, is he part of this group? Yeah, yeah. And, no, I was not part of the group. Yeah. Well, I was just arrived early and I thought I'd sit down. That video is great though. Yeah. And I told my wife I was nervous about what I said and she was able to go back and watch it and say everything was in the clear. So yeah. I, I didn't yeah, fumble. Did it was cool. It was great, great to be able to I wish I would have dressed been dressed you. better, though. But, yeah. yeah, and right afterwards, oh, I wanted to talk to you, so I went up, and I thought that this was Nina's wife, or yeah. Nina's husband. And oh. so I started telling you, what was I asking you You asked about me about football? football and how I do on flag football, and I just had a big smile on my face, and I was like, hey, I got no clue what we're talking about yeah. right now. I'd love flag to meet football. you, but I don't know what we're talking about right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was not... But, uh, I she like and to I break the ice that way. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Make it a little awkward, and yeah. then we'll slowly we'll get into it. She, I've worked with her for the last two years. Pam Talmadge did it for many years, and then passed it over to her, and she's done a great job with it. But I think the last two years, she's been running it. For Light of Dunwoody. Yeah, for Light of Dunwoody. So I've been helping her with it. We had her on the show, Nina. Yeah, she's great. Uh-huh. It was a great show. I hope we expand that. I hope it gets a little bit bigger, and uh, every year it does get a little bit. Last, this last year was a great year. I think we had a record attendance. I think uh, I went this year, and actually, those are the best Santa photos I could have hoped for. Yeah, and it was free. I mean, that's what a lot of people don't realize is that don't yeah. you don't really need to go pay for another like the, a mall. He's Santa. a good Santa. I mean, he's he, a great. Santa. He looks yeah. good, and we we built that tent for him. So I'm glad that uh, the background looked good too. And every year it gets a little bit more embellished. But uh, yeah, I'm glad. I mean, I hope I hope that people continue to keep coming out to that. Yeah, and you have you do have room to expand. I mean, you could have gone further back, um, not toward the Dunkin' Donuts, but the other way. Could just keep getting bigger and bigger. I'd like to take it to the Donaldson Banner Plantation. I've talked to the DPT about that. I thought that would be great. Build that up like a Christmas village, oh. and and so let people run throughout there all season long, and then it light up, be the culmination with Santa there and reindeer. But it's much more grounds than blocking off that street and that farmhouse. I wish I could show you what we've done, how we started. But we used to be up on the top with speakers, and it's moved down to the street. And as it grows, I just think we're running out of room. Well, yeah. So how would you how would you do that? You would have the uh, whatever snow village or something like that at Bannister but then you're still lighting up the 
downtown area? Well, or? you know, there's uh, there's politics that go into that tree. The tree used to actually be at the farmhouse, and it got moved across the street. Oh. So there's some politics into the tree and the menorah and things like that. And I thought that even if you put it in the middle of the field at Donaldson, that would be a great spot for it. Maybe we could do a little bit more with it. So I think that with that much ground in the barn, you could dress it up. Behind the house, there's so much area for a Christmas village. We could take some time and walk it and, and make a nice layout. Why don't you tell them about your connection to the Donaldson farmhouse, too? So uh, my parents live across the street from the Donaldson farmhouse. And uh-huh. when I was a kid, the Chestnuts used to live there. And their daughter, Caroline, was an equestrian. So she had show horses that she would ride. And to, to keep those show horses entertained, they had some other animals, some goats and some donkeys, things like that. When they would go out of town on these events, they had hired me to come and watch the house. So I would feed the horses, feed the goats, watch after. And uh, the, the funny thing about it is, um, you know, the house is haunted. And there's a graveyard in the back. Oh, oh let me stop oh, you right whoa, there. right? Yep. Okay. This is going to be the haunted podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True story. They actually had a Bible in the center of the house that would open on its own. They were said to have a woman in the window that would look down at you. So as a kid, now the goats, they were kept in the back to keep the vegetation down in the graveyard that's been there for 200 years. So I had to go and give those guys oats. But at night, you know, and especially at winter, five, six o'clock, it's dark. So I had to go to that graveyard at night with a bucket of oats and I would just throw it over that fence and run as fast as I could. <laughs> I'd get on my bike and I wouldn't stop to get back to my parents. I was scared to death. But uh, it was a great experience uh, being a part of that. And I'm really happy that DPT came and turned it into what it is now. It's so nice. that it doesn't fall apart. I mean, it's a beautiful house. Mm. But I've got a lot of personal ties to it. I spent many years taking care of that house. Oh, uh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Sounds, Sounds like, like someone else. Wants, wants to move some events over there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just like old times. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, you told us before the podcast started, but how did EEP come together? You Where did this powerhouse Why don't you take that? event planning company Okay, so Jimmy and I met in the event industry. I was working at Crab Energy Performing Arts Center um, when it opened. So I was part of the team that opened that property back in 2007. Jimmy was working in production at the time, and we were producing the Alley Awards, which is basically like picture the Grammys or the Oscars, but for event producers. So it's best lighting design, best wedding design, all that good stuff. So I was managing the venue. Jimmy came in as the production chair for the event. We met on the committee for the Alley Awards. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we started dating. That's how, really how the company was born. So after we got married, we officially went into business together as EEP. Yeah, Leah was a salesperson for the venue. She also worked for Tony Conway uh, selling catering. And I had worked for a local production company, the National Production Company. And we got married. We were still doing that. And we realized that we had clients that wanted all of that put together. So uh, we thought it would be good to start a company together. And we've been doing it eight years now. Eight years this year, we've been working together on these events. And we also handle corporate and social. We do a lot of stuff for Dunwoody, but we do stuff all over Atlanta, sometimes outside of Atlanta, too, um, from corporate gatherings and things like that to weddings and, and stuff like these Dunwoody events. And that's why you're here, because we want you guys to help us, or actually, we probably want to help you have events around town, so... We're gonna We'd have love a, to do we're gonna have a big concert <laughs> at that uh, new amphitheater. You mentioned you're, you've got a concert plan in the works, like Wayne's World too. That's what you said. It's gonna be epic. You know what? There's. I, it was so long ago that I forgot the name, and I wish I could have rolled it off. But there was a Dunwoody uh, that we did in Brook Run. There was a big Dunwoody concert series that we did. And I was a part of that board that yeah. helped put that together. Uh, Dunwoody Music Festival, and it went well. And, um, it didn't go well. It didn't, it didn't go, go well. well. Huh? It didn't go well because at that time Dunwoody wasn't developed as it is right now, and it, there was a lot of local bands that were used. So if you bring in garage bands, you'll get their family and friends to support, but you can't sell out the park like you would if you had big names on the stages. I think it was a great concept. It was 
a great idea, but at that time, nobody wasn't where it was to be able to support that. Right. And nobody knew where Brook Run was. Because, you know, Brook Run used to be an old mental hospital. Yeah. And so then it got converted into a park. And I think the locals knew, but nobody else did. But I think now, especially with this big stage they're going to build in the amphitheater, um, I hope it brings a lot of people to Dolly. Yeah. I mean, we could get a, you know, a national act that is not like, I guess, would, would well, you Shane, say A-list, but like C-list national act. You the know? stuff that Shambly got was like the gin blossoms. But what it, my vision is... Like, stick with one era, maybe like 70s or 80s, and having a bunch of cover bands from those eras. There's a lot of good like cover bands that. in Atlanta. Cool. Like Yacht cheap. Rock and things like that. There's a lot of great cover bands. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. But Yacht Rock could bring a crowd by themselves. Being a crowd, yeah. I was about to say, they're probably too big. Yeah, or too right? expensive. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean, too expensive. But they could be your headliner. You could have some of these smaller bands, and then on Saturday night for the big band, you could have Yacht Rock, and that would pull an Atlanta crowd. So you could really pack it out that day with that. Well, we just got a sponsor, but um, <laughs> maybe we should start saving some of that money. Um <laughs> Because we have zero. How much do you all have money? <laughs> Is it very? <laughs> we have experience. Uh, yeah, yeah. How, how much do you think a band like Yacht Rock costs to get to? I've uh, worked with Yacht Rock a couple of times, and I think it's probably ten to fifteen thousand. Okay. That'd That's be my not guess. Too bad. I thought it'd be more than that. Yeah. Make sure that green room is properly stocked. So yeah. You know. <laughs> we remember getting the writer for them when they came in, when I worked with them on, on a corporate show, and it was just all booze. There was nothing else but but a stock bar. Yeah. And But they came out and rocked it. I mean, they're uh, a great sure. band, so, and people love them. So Isn't there two of them? Didn't they break off and have like a second version of it? Thought, like, I'm, not, I'm not up to date on that. I, I had heard that they were just getting too big, and they were, you know, too many people were asking for them. Yeah. So they kind of like split the band and got some cruise rock and, and yacht rock. Well, yeah, like so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, you know what's funny about that is they don't they don't really need to split into two different named bands because oh, no, no, they still went with yacht rock. Yeah, because right? nobody knows who who's knows? actually in that band, so yeah. it's like it's basically like a franchise. Yeah. Yeah. They're all in shades and outfit. Like nobody could really recognize that that's officially the members of. Yacht or rock. why would you even care? You True. Know, it's like as long as they're jamming out to the same stuff. Yeah. It I think matter. it's awesome they got so big just playing other people's music too. You know, like I remember when they were. Can you very name small. another band like that? I no, mean, it's, no, I'm, it's I, a they're a phenomenon. They're they're a phenomenon. Yeah. yeah, I remember when they just played Park Tavern, and they were a couple of grand to get, and now they've blown up to, I mean, pretty famous, especially yeah. in the area. So good for them, you know. Maybe yeah. we could, maybe they'll listen to this podcast so we can get them to come and uh, headline your event. Yeah. Well, again, actually, back to our Rock the Woody event is uh, they were playing that night, so we lost some done by the adults because, and that was the first time I'd heard of Yacht Rock. I was like, what, you know, who, is this? I didn't realize they were even a cover band. Oh, um, you never heard. The, of them. Yeah, I, I'd never heard of them before that. Um, and actually at that event, we had something you guys might be interested in. Uh, a friend of mine started up a company that does VR at events. So it's, uh, you can have four people in VR goggles and kind of interacting with each other. And it's really not just for kids. I mean, it sounds like a kid's thing, Yeah. but, um, like, well, one of the things that people can do is they get transported up like a hundred stories into, uh, you know, up a high rise and then they walk out on a plank, like a wooden plank. And he actually puts down a real wooden plank on the ground I tell you, women I, wouldn't do it. I can't. I can't. Yeah. Ha- I couldn't handle it. I, I've done that in the mall. It's scary. Yeah, it feels I so real. I know exactly too. what you're talking about. Yeah. Any angle that you look, you see it. Yeah. And that plank feeling real. I would. I would. People just go into a mall. the goggles off. They're yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I don't want to do this. Yeah. yeah. yeah I it's think intense. it's just as entertaining to watch other people do VR. Mm. But then <laughs> I don't get go. a break. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Because yeah, I mean, he 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 had people around him the entire night. You know, and there are plenty of folks that are like, eh, I don't want to do it, but I'm enjoying watching this. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you brought some good people in that night. That, that was the Hank Denson. Yep, yep. Uh, Hank Denson, the comedian, was there. And, you know, I would have never thought about bringing a comedian to a party, but right. you've done it a few times, and it was a lot of fun. I would never want to say what 
we paid him, but he would be affordable for for what you want to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's not a bad idea to throw some variety on the stage too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Well, even at our neighborhood block party, we had um, five comedians come, and and each one of them they only wanted like fifty bucks because they were doing like fifteen minute sets, yeah. and it was all kids like in their twenties. But each one of them was hilarious. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And that was at your block party. Yeah. You yeah. guys are doing great. You're becoming uh, promoters. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm social, social director at Georgetown. <laughs> yeah. I got you. I and, got you. Well, and I got a huge neighborhood. You know? I got yeah. I got voluntold into that position because I organized the the first big block party in our neighborhood, and then mm-hmm. it just so happened our other social director was leaving at the time, and I think we were in two weeks into the summer. We didn't have anybody at the pool that was going to be social yet. So someone was like, "Well, this just falls to you now because you had one good party once." The king's down, throw down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. very it's cool. a good name too, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. The key to being social director is alcohol. And that, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to be willing to go to Total Wine and get a keg once a week. Yeah, that's not so bad, though. No sweat. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, you have to sign. The, I'm sure you does. You have to sign that sheet of paper every time. And my file with them just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And eventually they go, you know what? We need to kind of clean you out from years past. <laughs> you know, like, this, this is too heavy. <laughs> so just kegs? Is that what you guys are bringing out there? Yeah, that's usually what we... Well, I mean, we have, we have events and stuff like that. But you um, got the hopsticks bartenders to come out. You know, oh, yeah. There's a lot of liquor. The parade started doing... Uh, I pushed for years yeah, and years. And uh, the parade started selling beer this year, which I think Moon is a Moondog big, big rallies at the parade. Nice. Yeah. We fought for that forever. Yeah, I love how Moondog just pops up places like the uh, uh, food truck Thursdays. Food truck Thursdays. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, you can drink here now? Like, you want to carry yeah. it with you? Yeah, it's nice. We campaigned for them to come to the parade, though, because, you know, you watch the parade, you go and you get some barbecue, you need a beer. Yeah. yeah. yeah we I'm sure that, they made a killing, so. Yeah, we thought that closing ceremonies was fun, but people really weren't sticking around. And if your kids are in the bounce houses and you can have a beer or two and sit down, you can stay longer. Mm-hmm. And that's what we wanted. We wanted people to stay because we want sponsors to sponsor that parade. We need people to stay and hang out and see the sponsors. So, yep. like you said, alcohol does it. I mean, it, it sounds terrible, but at the same time, it's just it's what people want. Yeah. Um, especially if you're a parent and you got your kids running around, they're driving you crazy or whatever it is. You're willing to, like you say, hang out just because, oh, yeah, I'm going to finish this beer and then maybe get another beer and then I'm gone. Yeah, know? yeah. And they're local too, so you're supporting local, which is a big push for me always. So I'm glad to see them out there. Yeah, yeah. Moondogs, they were one of our first interviews oh really yeah, I think it's- and i love that they always put the dog bulls out there too i, yeah. I appreciate that having a big dog so yeah they're good people they are they're good people there's a new uh well yeah go ahead and talk a new about brewery it. yeah that new brewery opening up did you see that no where's wow. that uh, right behind moon dogs sorry for moon dogs and then i brought them right back <laughs> yeah. it's called porter, porter yeah uh, barbecue we're, we're gonna try to encourage people to to do like a pub crawl you know you start at one because you can basically park over there by the Burger King or Wright's Gourmet, and you're within walking distance to all of them. Por- Porter's two doors People down. People will from do that. I Dunway think. Well, maybe you can help I us. I feel with like that. that's a yeah. solid event. I bought yeah. DunwoodyEvents.com, so if you guys oh, want yeah. to make a page and throw all that stuff on there, I'm, nice. I'm willing to chat. <laughs> you you, you want to hear something funny? You looked for it? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, even weirder. At, at one point, I owned Dunwoody Dot Events when they started doing those weird top level. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that looked like it was going to work, but it didn't work so much. Nah, right? yeah, because people just still aren't. Oh, used that's to... awesome! Look yeah, at that's that. Not crazy. That's the sign in the it's inside. It's amazing but... that that's what Donnie's turned into. Here, swipe. We're going to go, for... go introduce ourselves and see if they want us to help host their events. There. Oh yeah, definitely. Let's remember, Justin. Not so many pictures. This is a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. You know. we've done a lot of work with Sweetwater too, and events at Sweetwater. 
but it pulls in a good crowd. It definitely does. Well, it's cool. it's, uh, it's now sort of a destination, I think, for people in, let's say, Sandy Springs or something like that. If they want to try out a new brewery, you know, previously we would have had to go on to their breweries. Yeah. Now they can and come. And you might have been to this guy's stuff before. He's got um, one out by the stadium, by the Brave Stadium. Uh, Al, Alan Porter is the guy's name. So the Porter in Porter Barbecue does not refer to the type of beer. Yeah, he had uh, another brewery though. I, it's, what it's uh, called. Uh, I think it was Porter Pizza and and no, brews or something one like that. that. Was bigger. Uh, yeah, so that's exciting. Yeah, we um, we should we should all we should we should figure out the pub crawl. Let's let's. It's let's our make first collabo. I'm glad yeah. I got to meet you guys. <laughs> yeah, and we'll yeah. sit and talk again and see if we can put something together. We're always into putting some creative stuff together, and we've got a lot of means and and abilities. So it's it's good to put our heads together and see what we come up with. Well, it gets y'all's name out there. Kind of it gets our name out there. Absolutely. We, you know, really, all we need is one big sign. Printed by Custom Signs Atlanta. There's a little mention, <laughs> mention for Hayward. Nice. Uh, yeah, let's put our logos at the bottom. You know, the first ever Dunwoody pub crawl. Uh, I think it's a thing. We just got to do I think a lot of people would go. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's why we had such great uh, turnout at Light Up Dunwoody this year too, because it's the best weather we've ever had. It's been freezing there, and uh, this was a great year. But weather determines it all, especially outdoor events. Yeah, yeah. People love Dunwoody events. I mean, they get big. Lemonade days yeah, is where of people come out. Yeah. You know, Dunwoody does those days. classic events right where it's it's just good nostalgia. Mm. You know, people have been going to Lemonade Days for so many years. They have their old vintage t-shirts. It's 20th anniversary this year for yep. Lemonade Day. Yeah. So that's and they're celebrating 10 sweet. years for yeah. the city at the uh, for the July Parade, too. So we've got some, some good banner events coming up this year. Yeah. Yeah. For the July Parade, we tear up. That's like... That's just such great Americana and watching that parade. And there's always a spectacle at Fourth of July. Jimmy can talk more, but they've landed a Blackhawk helicopter. Always in the stories parade. from from giant <laughs> mules running down Mount Vernon to landing yes. a Blackhawk in the middle of the closing, and all of the tables flying up and and sending him back up in the air. I've seen some crazy stuff over the years. Yeah, well, but it's been tell fun. Us, tell Every us. year they try this to is the kind of stuff people want to hear. <laughs> I'll tell you the black. I'm sorry, Pam. <laughs> but um, G rated. Yeah, no, no, it's not bad. You know what they the, the Blackhawk was very cool. But what they wanted to do is there's always try there's always an attraction that they want to bring in, and so they thought they would have this Blackhawk land. And when the pilot came to talk with us, he said he needed 200 feet of clearance. So we we measured out 200 feet of clearance and put the chairs and tables around. He circled through and started to come down, and he, he was coming down that downdraft pushed up those tables and tables and chairs went flying. And I remember one man got knocked over. Oh, no. So we ran to grab him and started waving this guy off and feel, and I have video of it. We felt like we just, we averted some disaster. And then we realized that nobody was on the walkie with him and he was just going to circle around and come back down. Uh-huh. So, no, 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 no. <laughs> but he did. We cleared the, the space. He came back down and um, kids loved it. They were jumping in it. And I mean, it was very cool, but that was, uh, it was unplanned. We just didn't expect that downdraft. And there's been years where they had some, I think they were, they were police mules. And I say mules because they were twice the size of horses. They were giant, yeah. but something had spooked them. And I remember just being in the closing ceremonies and looking up the street and you see this giant mule running up the road, taking a ride on Mount Vernon and taking off and everybody running after it. Yeah. So there, there has been some, some rain and some issues and things like that, but you know what? It's never deterred anybody. It's never stopped the event. I mean, we just fix it and correct it and move on. You know, we did the uh, the swearing in ceremony for a couple of years that 
that had a great turnout too. And we experiment with different things every year. Was that I, the police swearing in or mayor? That no, the swearing in was for naturalization. Um, naturalization ceremony. For brand new citizens of the United States. Oh, oh cool. yeah. So we'd get about a hundred people that would come. They had gone through the process, and then they would go through the procedure. They would be sworn in as citizens, and then we'd do a celebration afterwards. The one sixteenth marching band would play, and it was it was very nice. But with the the new administration, it's been cut off from doing it. Don't worry. So they've moved it. Oh, I thought you were saying the Trump administration. I was like, what hand do they have? And the, I he mean, is they, saying Trump. Oh, you. Oh, ugh, ugh, that's awkward. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a big deal earlier this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, things change, but it, it, I think it went to another location, and they didn't want to have it so public and out in the open like it was. So they pulled it, and we were all upset because we all thought it was it was beautiful. I mean, there's yeah, people coming is. in doing what they did. Uh, that's the way it's supposed to be done, and, and they were you'd see tears in everybody's eyes, and then to have the one sixteenth start playing, and I think the uh, Dunwoody's Women's Club would come and have cookies and drinks. Yeah, and it cookies. was great. It was Americana. I mean, it was a really great thing, and I, I think everybody who was part of organizing it was sorry to see it go. Well, it's coming back in twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see if it makes it back. But you know, they keep evolving, and uh, I think they brought in some new bounce houses. They had a band from Lemonade Days that came and played, and they're always looking. To, to keep some of it the same, but add some new elements to, to get people excited about it. Who's your go-to for uh, bounce houses? Who do you like around here? We don't. So to be totally honest, Pam manages the bounce house zone. Hold on. Bounce House was actually, I don't remember the name of his company, but I found him on Facebook and he was a Dunwoody uh, grad that was a year under me. I asked some of my friends uh, that are Dunwoody grads, is there anybody in the network that does this? There was actually a guy that was, he graduated in 97 and he owned three or four Bounce Houses. And so I gave his number to Pam and said, again, we got to support local. And he's done it the last two or three years. So, And And what's the guy, do you remember the website? I don't. I'll get it to you because parents—that's big for parents. They want to know who to. Yeah, who the you know. he's a good guy. He's always done a, done a good job, and he's been real affordable for us too. So that's cool. So I, I'll get you his info, but he's a Dunwoody guy. Yeah, he rents a lot of bounce houses. Well, yeah. you know, for the pools, he's and got stuff five. Like yeah, that. yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, no, the, it's all about weather. I mean, because we had one this summer that, and it's not cheap. I mean, you know, you can they're five hundred bucks or so, and yeah, if it rains, well, there goes five hundred dollars out of the yeah. social budget. Let me tell you about some weather. So on lemonade days, maybe four or five years ago, we had everything situated where you see it now, and we had forecasts of rain coming in, but it rained so bad that it was mud, and we couldn't get the event, we couldn't get any of the rides or anything in, any of the tents in. So we had to move it four or five days before the event. We had to move everything that you see in Lemonade Days to the top of the street. And because nobody had run power down there, but not up to the top, we had to bring in power. So we had to bring in a power grid. We had to line up power and get everything that you see powered. We had four days to do it. So the the weather can can make or break you, but they still made it happen. I mean, we still pulled it off, but it was some work to get that set up. And now they've, they've moved it back down and hopefully it'll, it'll stay where it's at. But are are you able to charge them a little bit more if there's some sort of situation like that you know i don't know if it's an upcharge but they will we will bill them to come in and lay it out again just as we did but because they come to us and say instead of dealing with five vendors we'd rather deal with you so make the power happen i contacted the guys that i work with on other events that bring in power and i was on site to lay it out i brought my guys in we got hooked up and we were good so it's not a shot in the dark. We know what we're doing. Right. But but yeah, you know what? And I'll tell you the truth. For that one, there wasn't an extra charge. We just jumped in to, to make it happen.
happened. There was some extra stuff on the bill to bring that power in, but they didn't get a fee for for relocating. Redoing it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the advantage of contacting a, an, an events company. You know, you guys are prepared, and you deal with everybody else so that somebody doesn't have to go to you know ten yeah. different places. To, and that's that's a lot of work. I mean, again, as social director, I deal with it in a micro world of just you know, oh, I got to get the keg, I got to get the. Yeah, you're not dealing with carnies. You just get to eat the funnel cake. You don't have to tell them where to set up. <laughs> yeah. You know, another thing that pops up, though, just to mention, just to go off what you just said, is that a lot of times we keep vendors accountable. And that's where we come in, too, because you may order it, but it doesn't show up how you ordered it. And if you don't know and you're not watching it and you're not there when it loads in and you don't catch it, could ruin your event you could have some serious repercussions so a lot of times we're on site even if it's not my physical piece that i'm bringing in to make sure what we ordered was right it's set up in the right place and we're good because uh when you're dealing with four or five different companies who knows you know well yeah i i had no leverage with jumptastic when my, when the popcorn thing wouldn't work and i kept telling them it's not popping popcorn it's not my fault i'm not it's not rocket scientists <laughs> yeah, science over here but yeah, they never refunded me for it. But with you guys, it's like well, if I have if I have five, week. ten, yeah, 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 if I have yeah. fifteen events that year with them, then I'm a bigger account, and they're going to make sure they take care of me. And and not to you know, weddings and, and social events are a different story, but that happens in weddings and social events all the time. I mean, with Drape, and we were we were dealing with an event at the Cobb Energy Center uh, for Bounce TV. We did their pre-party uh, for their awards banquet, and we had ordered some stuff, and it, and it did not come in how it should have. And we Leah, <laughs> tell them. <laughs> I'm I'm small but mighty when it comes to those situations. Yeah, you're not intimidating vendors at all to me. Vendors actually have like vendors that we work with will actually have in their file in their notes like you know at the doctor you have a chart like my chart with vendors is like don't upset her it's got to be right. <laughs> She'll send the truck back. But I babysit yeah. and and I you know what we have to make it happen under whatever circumstances come up like we're not going to fail we're going to make it happen and I expect the same of everybody we partner with it's like we made a promise that the event was going to look like this and it's going to look like that. Like, well, we also tell them it's not on you, it's on warehouse. me. If it was all under yeah. my contract and it doesn't show up, I don't sit and say, well, the drape came from these people. They say the drape came from you. Yeah. So it's on yeah. us to make sure that it's set right. So I, that's the biggest advantage to having us on site is 20 years of experience and, and knowledge with all these vendors. That's where part one will stop. Make sure you subscribe to the show to get the next one right when it comes out. If you're new to the podcast and don't know what the hell I'm talking about, pick up your iPhone and say... Siri, subscribe to What's Up Dunwoody Podcast. Music